Thanks so much for joining us today. We would love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment and visit NBCOcala.com stories to tell us your story. Also, if you would like to help support this ministry financially, you can give online or through our mobile giving app. Today, we're hearing a message from our series entitled Essentials. We're learning how to live a victorious Christian life by boiling it all down to the basics. If you do nothing else, be sure these essentials are part of your life. Amen. Help me welcome our internet family in Jesus' name. We welcome you. God bless you. Peace to your house. Glad you're with us. You may be seated. You may be seated. Well, it's graduation season, and we made the paper. How many of you know sometimes it's not good when you make the paper? And, uh, and then there's other times it's good. And I thank the Star Banner. We had some really good coverage for our academy graduation, so I'm thankful for that. And we've got, uh, we wanted to take a little time because we're in graduation season now. If you're graduating high school or college, we wanted to honor you and acknowledge you. I think it's a big thing. And uh, I want to, um, uh, education and being a lifelong learner, I think is a, is a highly valued value. And I want to encourage it for all of you. I'm an old guy and I'm still in school. So, um, I'm not really old. I just look it. No, I don't even look it. (laughs) I'm correcting myself publicly. But um, if you just, if you are, just have or about to graduate um, uh, high school or college, would you stand this morning? We just want, we want to honor you this morning. So if we have any recent graduates, come on, yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations. We are proud of you. Amen. Hey, and we got a gift for you. We got um, baby chickens. That, uh, no, I'm joking. No, but we do have a gift for you. Studies suggest that um, over 50% of people, once they graduate high school, never again read an entire book. And I want to encourage you to be a lifelong learner. But beyond that, I want to make sure that you do not abandon God's book. Amen. It's your book. And so we have a book for you. It's called The Power of Daily Bible Reading. And it will help to motivate you and compel you to read God's Word. And I have a letter in there to you to encourage you and to congratulate you. And so you can um, pick these up if you're a graduate. Pick these up at guest services after service. And I want to make sure that you got those. And one of our very own academy graduates is right up front here graduating with high honors, Kira Marilla. I'll go ahead and give you that. Save you the trip. Louie, did you know she graduated? All right. You ready to get into the word today? All right. Uh, We're starting a new series called Essentials. Everybody say essentials. The United States Department of Agriculture has determined that there are certain essential things that we need to eat every day um, so that we can stay healthy and, and well. And it's pretty important what we do eat. You are what you eat. Some of you are Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. And uh, it's important what we eat. And they've come up with and they've altered it and adjusted it. Oh, 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 you know, before I go any further, I need to give a little update. Sorry. Um, uh, I had surgery. Tomorrow will be two weeks ago. I had surgery. My third surgery on my, on my arm, on my hand. I won't show you my scar um, because I've found that not everybody wants to see a scar. I've shown some people, hey, yeah, and here's my scar. And they're like, you know. So... Uh, 
you know, I'll ask you before I show you, but um, uh, third time in the same spot there, and it really went well. Um, uh, God was good. It was so good. Anesthesiologist um, actually goes to the church, and this morning after service, a guy came up after first service, and he goes, do you remember me? And I said, I do. And he goes, I put you to sleep. And I said, yes. <laughs> and um, most of the nurses and everything. So it was just, God just really had me covered. But I gained um, uh, much more mobility. And as a preacher, it's very important I can point again. And so, um, and just get him a strength back and, and full grip. So very grateful. Yeah. So God's good. A little more work to go, but um, I'm up for it. So. Anyway, we're starting a series called Essentials. And the USDA has come up with, and they've uh, adjusted it from time to time, a a pyramid of um, what you should be eating every day. It's essential that you get these every day. So we'll show you the food pyramid here. And you've got, you know, fruits and vegetables. Uh, Green leafies are really good. You need to get those. Bananas. I love bananas. And then you've got some grains and fish. Good for you. Beans and eggs. And I want you to especially note this, okay? Chocolate, right here. <laughs> Write that in your notes, okay? Get that pastor said, and it's dark chocolate, so right there. And that is not marijuana. <laughs> okay? And so tea and coffee and so forth. But um, suggesting to us what we need that are essential to our health and to our well-being. And we realize that there are certain things in life that we need, you know, that are essential to our health and well-being. Certain activities, you know, get up and walk and get going. My wife has been so good, um, you know, during my healing and recovery to get me out and about and get me going. Come on, we're going walking. And, um, you know, you got to keep it moving, you know. So there's activities like that. So many different things you need to do to stay healthy. Um, We actually knew of a lady. She was actually a preacher's wife that a number of years ago uh, became very ill. And when they began to question her, you know, to try to find out what was wrong, found out that she did not drink any water. And she, uh, what she did drink though, she said, but I drink coffee and Mountain Dew and they have, and they have water in them. So do retention ponds, (laughs) you know? So, there are certain things that are essential for us. And then when you leave the house every day, you have certain essentials. You know, make sure I got my keys, make sure I got my glasses. How many of you glasses have become essential, you know? How many of you cannot see me right now? You know? okay. So, you know, glasses are essential. Phones, got to have your phone, right? How did we even make it before we had phones? You know, do you remember the days when you do this? You're going to meet another family. All right, we'll meet you in the mountains, and we'll eat on Tuesday afternoon. We'll have a dinner at such and such barbecue place. And somehow we actually made it there. But now we have to have GPS and this and that to know, and we'll chart the course and somehow text you, and we'll be there, and, you know, we'll meet at such and such a time. But now we can't live without our phones, and they've become, you know, essential. We panic, don't we? We panic. Where's my phone, you know? Because it has become essential. But this, this series is, I really have been thinking about, um, our, our world's gotten so cluttered. We have information overload. And so I think we have crowded uh, our lives with so many non-essentials. 
And I think Christianity has been crowded with some non-essential. I've watched some people spend too much time on some things that really don't matter. And so just in my quest as a pastor, and I feel the leading of the Spirit on this as well, I think you'll sense that as well, is to get to the essentials. What, what are the things that if you did nothing else, make sure you do these things? These are, these are the essentials. To boil this down, what does it take to, to be a victorious Christian? Let me put it to you this way, okay? And this is a common theme around here. What does it take to actually be able to have the best chance to be happy, stable, fruitful, blessed, so that I can actually be a blessing and bring glory to God. That's the full circle. That's the whole purpose of of all of this. And so I'm reminded, and I want to remind you, that it's not a list, okay? You will probably, during this series, make a list. I hope you do. But it is not just a list. It is a lifestyle, okay? It is a lifestyle. It is not a formula, but it will have elements and ingredients, And it is not just do these things every day, but it's how we do things every day. And I don't know why I have this picture in my mind. I'm not a farmer. I wasn't raised on a farm, but the illustration I have in my mind has to do with a farm. And it would be like this old farmer who's trying to teach a a new hired hand. Is that what you would call him? How to run the farm. And it's not a big operation, but he's going to tell him how to do it. And so the first order of business would be milk the cow. And so, but you don't want to just have a clipboard and a checklist, milk the cow. How many of you know there's a lot more to it than just milk the cow? And so it's a lifestyle. It's not just check it off, just the list, just do it. You know, he may want to say, when you go out and milk the cow, walk on this path because you don't want to walk over there. Because there's critters. Y'all follow me? Enough said. So walk on this path. And on the way while you're doing that, you know, it'd be good to look over there and check the chickens. Everybody say check the chickens, you know. And it's not a clipboard and checklist, you know, but it's just things that you do. And while you're going, the dog's going to probably come see you. Take a moment and talk to the dog. And then when you go in the barn, look around, turn on the light, open up the shutters, and before you milk Bessie, scratch her behind the ears, she loves it. But see, a lot of people just do what? They just milk the cow. And there's too many believers that get so rigid with things, and that's their list. You know, milk the cow. So that's what? Read my proverb. You know, or whatever it would be, and it just, it just gets so rigid like that. And I don't want it to be that way. I don't think God intended it to be that way. And there's just a lot of things that as we go, it's fluid. It's a lifestyle. I was reading in Hebrews, and it, and it says, By him let us therefore continually, everybody say continually, continually. So I think this is an essential. If it's something God wants us to continue, let us continually offer up the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. So that's an essential, and we'll talk about it later. So continually, we're to offer up the sacrifice of praise to God, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. And here's the next verse. You ready for this? It says, and don't forget to do good and to share. And I think some people stop at that one verse and go, I'm just going to offer up the sacrifice of praise. But see, don't forget, though, to get dirty and to help people. And to do good and to share and to sweat a little bit and extend yourself a little bit. And don't just be all, you know, caught up in 
in the high parts, make sure that you're part of the low parts. And it's fluid and it just happens. I almost got the feeling that the writer of Hebrews was saying, you know, let's offer this up to God. But while we're doing that, let's don't forget to take care of the things that are around us as well. It's essentials. Amen. Amen. Now, we're going to be covering a lot of things. It's very content rich. And um, a lot of different things are going to be coming at us. I cannot cover it all. And I won't, I won't give full instruction on all of all. Today is going to be the most instructive message of it all. A lot of it's just going to be coming at you, kind of rapid fire. I'm going to be reminding you of things and stirring you up concerning things and giving you some basics to get you going. Um, but today, I just have in my heart um, really that these two things are massively huge as far as essentials, that we have to have these and the rest of these will build off of these. Um, and so today, we'll get a little more instruction and then get ready. But uh, y'all strap in because we're ready to go. Amen. So we're going to start with your favorite subject, you. How many of you know that you is your favorite subject? I can prove it to you. When you look at pictures with other people or by yourself and you get a group picture, where do you look first? Come on. Oh, this is a wonderful family picture. And, And where are you looking? Come on. Or got the class picture. And you're, you're looking for who? You're looking for you, right? And, and I study conversation, and people constantly are masters at bringing it back to them. You will even interrupt people to bring up our story, you know, or me, or one time I did that. Or I had a bigger, better one of those, you know. And so our favorite subject is me. It's you. And so let's talk about this. Our first essential is you. And in particular, here's where we want to look. Your identity. So first, essential. Everybody say essential again. Now, let me give you the real truth about an essential. You ready? Get this. It's essential in this way. That if you don't have it, you won't make it. Pastor, are you saying that if I don't have this, I won't make it to heaven? Now, that's above my pay grade to decide. I'm talking about making it through life. And ended up being happy, stable, fruitful, and blessed. I'm saying that if you don't have these essentials, stay with me, church. If you don't have these essentials, I promise you, you won't consistently be happy. You won't consistently be stable, fruitful. You might be blessed, but it will only be out of the mercy of God. And you won't be able to be a blessing because a lifeguard who cannot swim cannot save people. And I don't think you'll ultimately bring glory to God like you should or could. And so this first essential, if you don't have this one as well as the others, it's like an essential. It's necessary. If you don't have it, you're not going to make it. So the first one has to do with identity. Everybody say identity. You must know who you are. You must know who you are. You must discover who you are. And then you must never forget who you are. You must remind yourself who you are. I'm going to do all I can to remind you of who you are. I think that's the work of the ministry. I think that's the work of a pastor as well, is to remind you of who you are in God, which is who you really are. But you have to discover who you are. You have to remind yourself constantly. You have to remind yourself of who you are. How many of you have heard of identity theft? 
Some of you have been subject, have been victim to identity theft where somehow somebody got one of your numbers, got one of your something, your social security number, your credit card number, or in in some way posed as you, usually so that they could have you pay for something that they wanted. And there's identity theft in another way that I want us to look at, and that's that the enemy wants to steal your identity. And that is so that you won't be you. Are, you. are you hearing me? He wants to steal the identity of who you really are so that you won't be you. And it's an effort of the enemy through your friends, through peer pressure, through your enemies, through culture, through media, to get you to be somebody else. He wants to get you to be somebody else. And so many people are culture copiers. Sweetie, you cannot be Beyonce. You know, you, we can't be somebody else. Are, are y'all hearing me? Uh, look at this picture. If you don't know who you are, you'll end up being something less than who you are. Do you hear that? If you don't know who you are, you'll end up being something less than who you are. If you try to copy somebody else, then, then you're coming off of what the original is. Listen, God is so great and so awesome. He made you in his likeness and his image. And he made you uniquely you. He uniquely gifted you and qualified you and, and set you apart. He has, you are awesome. You're his, you're his handiwork. You're a masterpiece, the, the scripture actually says. And then if you give that up to try to copy somebody else, and I hate this when we copy Hollywood, when we copy culture, they don't even know who they are. And then we try to copy a trend that's going to change so quickly, you know, and then we end up losing ourselves over that. When you, when you give up yourself, when you don't know who you are and you copy something else, you end up being something far less than who you are. And the enemy of your soul is always trying to confuse you confuse people about identities. And this is a very current issue. And listen, with the love, all the love that I have in my heart, our culture is so confused about identity right now. So confused. And it's, and it's really the enemies try to confuse us on every level about who we are. And he does it with us. The enemy does it not just with us. He does it with God. He tries to confuse us about God's identity. To make us think that God is far off and old and can't hear us and he's angry. And to confuse us about who God really is. And then the enemy tries to confuse us about the the identity of the enemy. To make us think there's no enemy. He's just a cartoon character. You know, and he wants to, he's always about confusing, veiling, obscuring what true identities are. And here's the thing, when you find out who you are. Church, hear me. When you find out who you really are and what you're able to do and what God purposed for you to do, when you find out who you are, you now have your absolute best chance to actually be happy, stable, fruitful, blessed, because you're in your lane, you're in your spot, you're in your zone, you're in the place. Now I can actually be happy, stable, fruitful, blessed. I can actually be a blessing and bring glory to God. And now I'm effective and fruitful for the kingdom of God. And I'm actually a hindrance and a threat to the kingdom of darkness. Are y'all hearing me? But if I miss it, if I miss it though, my goodness, 
Remember the temptations of Jesus. And think about this. In, in Luke chapter 4, we find the temptations of Jesus. It shows three temptations. Scripture is very intentional. And of the three temptations, follow me carefully, three temptations, two out of the three, so that means two-thirds. I'm doing math right in front of y'all. <laughs> two-thirds of the temptations of Jesus. So let's just go ahead and take this. I believe then two-thirds of your temptations have to do with identity. Two out of the three temptations, the enemy came to Jesus and did this. He questioned his identity, and he said this, if you're the son of God. It wasn't so much about bread and hunger and this and that. It was to poke and to pull him away from identity because if he can get you away from your identity, he can get you away from your purpose. But if you know who you are and if you know your purpose... But see, that's what the enemy's trying to get you off of, your identity. And then he can get you off your purpose. Amen. Think about it. If we knew who we were and if we knew our purpose. Guys, listen to me. Listen to me. If you knew who you were and you said, no, I'm a, I'm a child of God. I'm a man of integrity. I'm a husband. And I'm a father. And I will not bow my knee to the temptation of pornography. Or the temptation of this or that. I'm a man of integrity. I won't steal. Are you, are you hearing me? Amen. See, when you know who you are and you know your purpose, then you can withstand and not bow to a temptation that would come your way. And I'm telling you, it has to do with identity. Just before Jesus was tempted, something happened here. And let's look back in Luke chapter 3. And it says, when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also was baptized. And while he prayed, the heaven was opened. And the Holy Spirit descended in bodily form like a dove upon him. Wow. And a voice came from heaven which said, you are, I'm not even going to try it. (laughs) Which said, you are my beloved son in you. I am well pleased. Look what Jesus got just before he went to face temptation. He, he, He got identity and affirmation from the Father God. He said, you are my beloved son, and you I'm well pleased. Guess what? Jesus was fully ready now to whatever temptation came. You know, as it came to him, he goes, no, I know who I am, and I know my purpose, and I know I'm approved of God. And you'd say, man, I wish I had that. You do have that. And maybe the heavens don't open, and and the Holy Spirit come down like a dove, but I tell you what, God's word will open up to you, and his voice will speak to you, and the Holy Spirit's with you. To remind you and to tell you who you are and that you are approved of God. Amen. Well, let's look a little further here. If the devil can get you away from your identity, he can get you away from your purpose. And when he gets you away from your purpose, get this. You're going to be confused. You're going to flounder. You're going to be moody. You're going to wander. And instead of making progress in life, you're going to digress in life. It's so vital that we find, it's essential that we find our identity. John the Baptist knew who he was. We'll stay close to the story of where we're at. He knew who he was and he knew who he was not. Look with me in John chapter 1. You still out there? John chapter 1. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness, there's part of his purpose, to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. Verse 8. He was 
He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. Look with me in verse 19. Now, this is the testimony of John. This is the story. This is, this is uh, telling what was going on. This is the testimony of John. When the Jews sent priests and Levites from, Jews, from Jerusalem to ask him, who are you? Because everybody was coming out. He was preaching. He was baptizing everybody. They're saying, who are you? Remember, we're talking about identity. He confessed and did not deny, but confessed, I am, I am not the Christ, verse 21. And they asked him, what then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? And he answered, no. And so he knew who he was not. He knew he was not Elijah. He knew he was not the Christ. He knew he was not the Messiah. He knew he was not the light. He, was not, he knew he was not who others were saying or thinking he was. He knew who he was not. It's very important that you know who you are not. He also knew who he was, which included his purpose. Look in John chapter 1 verse 8 again. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. Verse 23, he said, I am, because they were asking him, who are you? He said, I am. He, He knew who he was and he knew his purpose. They go together. I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord. As the prophet Isaiah, this is Isaiah 40, verse 3. As the prophet Isaiah said, and then if we look in verse 26 and verse 27, John answered them, because they're still asking him. John answered them saying, I baptize with water, but there stands one among you. And in the Greek, it's like right now, present tense. So all these people are around. I baptize with water, but there, there stands one among you whom you do not know. Watch this. It is he who coming after me is preferred. He's greater. Preferred before me. Whose sandal strap I'm not worthy to lose. I can't even touch the man's shoes. His identity and his purpose were found. Get ready. In his relation to Jesus and in God's word. His identity and his purpose were found. Don't miss this. Were found in his relation to Jesus and in God's word. So is yours. In your relation to Jesus, you find yourself. And in your purpose and who you are, you find it in God's word. He found himself in scripture. He was literally saying to them, they said, who are you? And he was literally saying, I am Isaiah chapter 40 verse 3. He had a shirt that said, I am Isaiah, chapter 40, verse 3. I can't prove it, but you can't disprove it. And that's what you and I have to do is look into the scripture and say, that's me. We've already done it this service, and I do it virtually every service. We've done it for almost 27 years. Well, we would be reading a scripture, and I'll say, say, that's me. And you'll go, that's me. I do it every day in Bible reading on my, on my own. I put myself in, into Scripture. If I, 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 I see things in Scripture that talk about the righteous or the blessed or the wise or, or those that love God's law, oh, that's me. And you put yourself into Scripture. And you're going to find yourself in the Scripture. You are in this book. You're going to find your identity and you're going to find your purpose in Scripture. If you're with me, say Amen. Then in John 1, and 23, in the message paraphrase, I love this. They came to him and they said, who are you? What do you say about yourself? And I love the paraphrase of this. He said, 
I am thunder in the desert. See, there's some confidence that comes when you find your purpose. I love that. Now, get this principle. This is a fact. Speech centers dominate the brain. Your speech centers dominate your brain. Say it with me. Your speech centers dominate the brain. So what do we get from that? Ready? Words will replace thoughts. Words will replace thoughts. Have you ever had bad thoughts that you wish you could get rid of? Do you know what you need to do? You need to speak other words. You ever had a song stuck in your head? And you, I wish I could get rid of that song. Come on. I shot the sheriff. And you're like, why am I singing this? How are you going to get rid of it? Hold me, Jesus. I'm shaking like. Right? Your speech centers dominate your brain. And if you turn on your speech centers, the rest of your brain has to be quiet to hear what you're saying. And a lot of you are living in a lonely, dark place with your thoughts telling you who you are and they're telling you wrong. You hear me? They're telling you wrong. And they're telling you a bunch of old stuff. And they're telling you some wrong stuff. You have to say who you are. And it's not for anybody else. It's for you. And if the, if the enemy of your soul is listening, he can listen too. But you have to say this for you. If you don't open up your mouth and speak and overcome those thoughts, you're going to end up in the line for the loser bus. And you're going to be thinking and feeling wrong things about yourself. You're going to be saying, well, I'm just sad and I'm broke and I'm nothing and I'm sick and I'm less than and I'm busted and I'm disgusted. And I sinned 10 years, 10 years ago. And one time I failed in business and I did this and I did that and I'm clumsy. Remember that one time I fell down in third grade in front of the class and you're 50. You got all this stuff going around. Somebody said something ugly to you on the playground in fourth grade. And you still got that going on. How how many of you know other people have said words to you? Come on. Most pain, most hurts that you got, somebody said something to you along the way. Well, you need to flush those words and get some new words and say those words. Say those words. And this is not some new age something. This is, is, this is from the ancient of days. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. And so you need to kind of turn it all on with some things like this. And just say some things like this. Lord, I am nothing without you. But because of you and through you, I am forgiven. I am strong. I am able and wise and helped and blessed. And I'm never alone. I'm never without help. People like me. And good things happen for me. Everything always works out for me. And I'm above only and not beneath. And I'm the head and I'm not the tail. And whatever I set my hand to do prospers. And wherever my foot shall trod, God gives it to me. Are you all with me? And greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And by his stripes I am healed and I am healing. 
Or, or we do this dumb stuff all the time. Oh, I feel a little lump. They're going to have to cut out my stomach. <laughs> we think things, don't we? Yes. Our, our minds go crazy. And you need to hush all that stuff down, this cavern of dark lies that just happens. And, and who here has not sinned? Scripture tells us every one of us have. And some bigger than others, and some more than others. And some keep on sinning. But I, I'm, I'm telling you what, the blood of Jesus Christ, we sang about it. We celebrated it today. Waves of grace crashing over us and over us and over us. There's no greater love than the, the, the Son of God lifted up for us, for us. We celebrated, we sang about the gospel today. You need to get songs in your mouth and words in your mouth of the goodness of God. And stop beating yourself over what's been done. This is essential to your identity. It's essential to your identity. I've got to move on to the next part. Are you you all good? It's not punishment. It should be a benefit. I'm going to take just a few minutes. Okay, we good? Y'all came to this service, okay? So y'all, you made your choice. All right. Essential number two, and I'm, I'm going to go quickly on this, I promise you, because I hate it when a preacher says, you don't mind if I take another 45 minutes? I'm, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> it's another essential. What did I say about essentials? If you, don't, if you don't have this, if you don't get this, you're not going to make it. And it's this, the word, the word. The average American, hold on, let me see if we got any. The average American spends almost three hours a day watching television. That equals an entire day every single week in front of the tube, which equals 10 years over our lifespan. Add to that video games and highly addictive phone apps, angry birds and words with friends, (laughs) trolling Facebook endlessly, And then internet. It's hours and hours and it is not helping us and it is not healing us. And too often it is draining us and distracting us and distorting us and damaging us. But in Psalm 119, in Psalm 119, how can a young man, an old man, or a lady of any age cleanse his way? It's by taking heed according to your word. With my whole heart, I have sought you. Oh, let me not wander from your commands, commandments. Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. There is nothing else you can hide in your heart that will help you to win against sin. Psalm 105, uh, 119, 105. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light unto my path. There's nothing else that will do that. Psalm 119, verse 165. Great peace. This actually is, it's a, a rep- Repetitive phrase in the in the Hebrew, it is it's mega shalom. It's peace, peace. It's just massive peace. Have those who love your law, and nothing causes them to stumble. Wouldn't you like to get to the place where you're so conditioned by the Word of God that nothing takes you off? Yes, amen. <laughs> Jeremiah fifteen sixteen. Your words were found and I ate them. And your word was to me the joy 
and rejoicing of my heart. For I am called by your name. There's some more identity for you there, O Lord God of hosts. It is essential. Everybody say essential. essential. That you get daily, hear this, daily powerful engagement with God's living word. Daily powerful engagement with God's word. I'm going to stick real close with my notes. Not some stale, starchy, mealy-mouthed, mindless spiritual snack. We're gulping down what the world has to offer and we're nibbling at the, nibbling at the edges of God's eternal word. Don't just read the Bible, let it speak to you. The Bible is God's word. It's God's word, it's God speaking to you. It is inspired and it is alive. Ask God to speak to you through it. Take the time, sit down, open the, bur- open the book, <clears throat> open your hands, open your heart. And ask God to speak to you through his word. There's so many things to help us in this day. Leverage technology. Uversion has a multitude of Bible reading plans. From a three-day plan to a year-long plan. From being a teenage boy to being a, 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 an army, uh, being in the, a soldier on the field. They have specialized reading plans to, for whatever you would want. Read a proverb a day. Get into the gospels every day. Get into the epistles, which is New Testament instruction for us. Get a life journal. The Bible is meant ultimately to be read as a narrative. There's some beautiful things out there. A a group called Biblica. You can look it up. Not right now. Stay with me right now. Biblica has put together something called the books of the Bible. I just got one for myself. And they've removed the verse numbers and the chapter numbers. And they put the books in chronological order. And it's meant to be read as this beautiful narrative that God put together. And take the time to read that. The Message Bible is put together much in the same way. Now, don't miss this next statement here. Understanding Scripture can be difficult. But watching TV or trolling through Facebook updates is easy. But taking the time to engage with God's living word will change your life. I want to get closer to you. Look at me. I am not kidding you. And here's the real purifier. And I'm not trying to sell you anything. Understanding scripture can be difficult. But watching TV or just clicking through Facebook, that's easy. And I'm not saying don't watch TV. I'm not saying don't be on Facebook or on the internet. There's wonderful things that are out there. But don't let that be your life. Don't let that be your feast. Understanding scripture can be difficult. Watching TV or clicking through Facebook updates is easy. But taking the time, that's it, taking the time to engage with God's living word will change your life. Look at me. It's worth the fight because it's essential that you have daily intake of and exposure to God's living word. Not just a little stale snack, but a powerful time where you engage with God's living word. It'll change your life. These are such incredible essentials that we must have in our life. I've got to know who I am. I've got to know why I'm here. I can't let the devil 
confuse me about who I am. The devil, I'm telling you, he's working a work of confusing people about who they are on every level in our culture. Somebody's got to be clear. We've got to be light so that we can share light. You've, you've got to have that together in yourself so we can walk in love and we can share light. And we've got to have the word of God in us in a greater degree than we do. These are essentials. And ultimately what an essential means is if you don't have it, you're not going to make it. Let's get it so that we can make it. I'm going to stop right there. We've got a lot more to, to do on this series. Next week it's going to be coming at you hard and fast. It's going to be awesome. Don't you dare miss it. Amen. Did you get anything at all out of this today? Thanks for listening to this week's message from Meadowbrook Church. We hope you'll stay connected with us by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at NBC Ocala.